Good evening. You're in tune to the meeting of the Inner Circle, and this is Adama thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. For those of you who are tuning via the World Wide Web at WRFG.org, thank you for caring to be right here with us than any other place on the planet. For those of you who are using your phone and radio apps towards your greater good, thank you for being that wise. And for those of you who are the inner circle, the ones who make sure that you're always attuned to this frequency at this appointed time, I am so grateful and so thankful and prayerful that you are always finding more inspiration, motivation to be ever more disciplined in applying yourself wholeheartedly to being whole, to activating every atom and every cell of your being, to doing that which is clearing, cleansing, purifying, so that the true spirit of the living God and goddess is being completely re-enthroned in your temples as your absolute reality. I am the one who is always and consistently applying myself to encouraging everybody that I know, everybody that I talk to, to really get into the frequency of energy that is necessary in order to be cleared and cleansed and purified because we are in such a remarkable time in that there is so much that is going on simultaneously. It's all happening in the now. And for where we are in the presence of an absolute and supreme intelligence, by virtue of who we are as these points of this absolute and supreme intelligence, to consciously care, to be supremely intelligent is really the foundation of what truly harmonizes us. And under a system that is divisiveness, divide and conquer, a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide, where the food is the tool of oppression and then the weapons of mass destruction are the white sugar and refined products and the artificial sweeteners, the pharmaceuticals, the alcohol. And we are in a place, too, looking at the tobacco industries. And because this is old money in America does not make it right. We're in a place where we have to realize that nobody has been authorized by the intelligence of existence or is supported by the laws of existence to be the perpetuators of sickness, illness, disease, and death as a livelihood as a way of generating income and profit, that it profits no one. And to think that there are those who have become rich as a result of it is delusional, that there has been an impoverishment of spirit, an impoverishment of love, an impoverishment of care, an impoverishment of lawfulness that is creating so much of the devastation within the hearts and the minds and the bodies and the spirits of so many ones all over the planet, including the planet herself. And she's resilient. She continues to roll and float and say, as the world is turning, but the earth is in flotation and rotation within the realm of existence itself, which is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. And our duty, obligation, and responsibility as beings upon the planet is to care to really be in the integrity of the truth of who we are 
as these points of the presence of this absolute and supreme presence that beats our hearts and breathes us. And all of the divisiveness starts with the divisiveness within oneself. The individual should be indivisible, should be supported by the systems of education and government and religion. Everything should support us in living our lives in the integrity of who we truly are and what we truly are as intelligences of existence. Men, the progenitor of lineages, wombed men, the perpetuator of lineages, and to be in a mindset and create a mindset where we are able to be healthy and have healthy relationships with ourselves and with each other. But because the systems have been instituted by those who really did not go deep enough within themselves to get to the essence of it all, then we have to really go beyond the system, go beyond the education, go beyond the religions, go beyond and really create a direct line of light with that which beats our hearts and breathes us. Because man did not make us, man did not create us. Men have created systems, men have created religions. And culture, and the various cultures across the planet should all be a reflection of the light of the people. The culture isn't greater than the people, but people tend to worship the culture, the expression of the people in their arts and in their crafts and in their traditions and whatnot, and then don't have value for the people themselves. And so our duty, obligation, and responsibility in our now moment is to embrace our now moment, to go deeper and reach higher, to realize that in light of it all, in spite of it all, we still have everything that we really require in order to be able to transcend it, transform it, transmute situations, circumstances, conditions into our greater good. And to realize that there are so many ones whose lives are hanging in the balance. And I would say that the whole of humanity and humankind is hanging in the balance and that every day that we're making decisions to exalt a full effort in our living, every day that we're making a decision to be forgiving, every day that we're making decisions to release and let go of that and those who are no longer or never properly served our greater good, that we have the opportunity to be in progression. We are hearing and we've heard everything must change and the changes are things that are going on. But the issue is, is that we don't want to just be going through changes. We should want to be in the order of progression, 
so that we are always growing. We're always expanding our consciousness. We're always maturing. We're always tapping into the more that we truly are to have a greater impact and a greater influence and to be in a place where we are truly enhancing and enriching and creating harmony and balance and understanding and understanding and resolute standing with that which is the source of all of our being directly but for those of us who are saying in our personal lives and saying with other ones that we are about our progression and we are about our liberation and we are about the salvation and we are about our empowerment and whatnot and then we can't get along it's just more and more divisiveness we have to understand that the intention is divisiveness and that the greatest way to promote and to get in harmony is for each one to align ourselves with that which beats our hearts and breathes us because it's only one absolute and supreme intelligence that is gifted itself to absolutely everything and everyone. And there's no progression if there's no commitment to living. There's no progression if there's no commitment to the laws that govern our being. And to think that money is the answer and the solution to the inherent issues that we're having as a result of not knowing the laws of existence, disobeying the laws of existence, ignoring the laws of existence, preferring to be lawless in the, in the reality of there being lawfulness in existence. Money is not going to solve those problems. But we can use everything towards our greater good when we care to be in the greater goodness of ourselves. To be in a place where we are not supporting the violation, the subjugation, the bastardization, the usurpation of other beings and feeding off of their carcasses. This thing is is really very um, intense. It's intense. How do we know? Because we have so many ones of our family members who are dealing with the breast cancer, the uterine cancer, the cervical cancer, the ovarian cancer, the prostate cancer, the diabetes, the high blood pressure, the obesity, the lupus, the fibromyalgia, the autism, the cerebral palsy, the uh, multiple sclerosis, the muscular dystrophy, all manners of issues because of what has been concentrating, saturating, and crystallizing in our tissues. And so our coming to a point where it really is on the forefront of our minds and in our hearts to take responsibility for promoting a greater living it's not just about being vegan and vegetarian, even though that is a necessity. But it is not the fullness of what is required, and just changing the diet is not going to reverse the issues that have already started crystallizing in the tissues as a result of the consistency over time of ingesting the meat, the dairy, the eggs, the chicken, the fish, the alcohol, the tobacco, the sugar, the um, sugar, artificial sweeteners, and all of these things that have constituted so much 
money. Employing people who are producing and manufacturing and distributing these things. And so in order for there to be true progression, each individual one has to care to be serving the purposes of life itself. That we're not in a position where we can really be truly successful in our living, working on behalf of those industries and companies and initiatives and agendas that undermine the cellular functioning of anything and anybody. And because it is multi-trillion dollar business and an economy that is perpetuated by death culture, where we've socialized and been socialized to believe in death, to believe that everybody is supposed to die. It's unavoidable. It's the natural culmination, finality, eventuality of everybody's life. But to live in the belief of having to die and therefore being complicit and complacent with one's own oppression and suppression, inebriation, intoxication, acidification, all of that puts us in a position where in the truth of it, you're not living, fully living. And where we have been socialized to care more for the functioning of our automobiles and our bicycles and our motorcycles and our trucks than our own personal body temples, then we are going to reap a harvest of that kind of distraction, dysfunction, misplaced attention, ignorance of the divinity of one's own being and the divinity of all being, the sacredness of life. And the reality of dwelling within the realm of heaven already. And it's not to say that there aren't higher heavens or other heavens. Just to say that we are immersed in nothing but eternity already. That the earth is as big as the period at the end of a sentence. And I have to keep reiterating it because it is huge to us who are on the ground but in relationship to the rest of all there is. It's very, very small in the scheme of things. It's like a cell within the body of the creator, the intelligence of existence, this absolute and supreme presence that fills all spaces, it's all pervasive. And where we are feeding off of that which inhibits, impedes and renders the cellular functioning dysfunctional then it also distorts our perception and our perspective 
and our capacity for true thought and exalted thought. Therefore, misaligning us with the truth of our divinity because it's very difficult to feel divine and to understand divinity and to respect it when your blood is charged with the violation of violated creatures in the disregard a not knowing and ignorance of the perfection of our own beings in knowing that we literally are not able to digest the flesh of dead animals. And because the life force is charged upon the blood, if there's any animating life-giving principle that one expects to get from eating an animal, then you'd have to get it with the, while the spirit and the blood is still with it. Which means that you would have to hunt it and kill it and eat it like carnivores do. But having to cook it and fry it and bake it and season it and all of that. <laughs> All of that puts you in a place where, yeah, you're, you're eating something, but you're really just looking for a medium for salt and pepper and fat and oil. And herbs and seasoning, stuff that comes from the, from the earth anyway, is what you really love. In terms of feeling like you've got to have your chicken and you've got to have your beef and you've got to have your steaks, you've got to have your lamb, you've got to have your goat, you've got to have your oxtails, you've got to have, and I'm just saying is that we should really be hungry and thirsty for the light of salvation from the ditches and valley of degradation and violation and disenfranchisement. To come to that point and place within our own hearts, bodies, minds, and spirits where we understand that our spirits are like vapor charged upon the blood and it is the quality of blood that we're creating that lays foundation for the quality of thought that we're thinking that is the foundation for the quality of choices that we're making and those choices consistently over time shape our character and our character over time develops and manifests itself in terms of who it is we're actually serving. And it is such a wonderful time in the midst of it all to find so many ones who are seeking and asking and knocking and caring to realize how the laws work and to work the laws, even if it's just initiating a desire to not be enslaved, even if it's the response to having been diagnosed with whatever, even if it's because they have enough vanity to not want to see themselves becoming obese and having bad skin and bad breath and all of this, whatever motivates one to really begin to quest for a greater reality for themselves, then yes, we call that good. And to know that everyone truly really needs the same things 
We need the quality of air that allows us to be able to oxygenate ourselves with each and every breath. We need the fresh air, the sunshine. We need the earth to walk upon. We need the minerals that come from the earth to really activate the electric and magnetic energy of our body temples. We really require love and validation and support and respect. But if we're not respecting the gift that we each are and the intelligence that we've been given and the care to really live in the light of the truth of ourselves, live radiating the brilliance of who we are. It's like we could see ourselves as rays of an absolute and eternal sun and want to be vivid as light, as love. Embracing the divinity of ourselves and truly reflecting the character of who we are as the children of an absolute and supreme reality and presence and being that we refer to as God, as Yah, as Yahweh, Yahweh, Allah, Jah, doesn't matter what names we give because there's so many names. The issue is, do we understand the quality of character, the frequency of vibration, the oneness and the harmony? Are we perpetuating that which is real love in our living? Or are we creating more blockage and obstruction? Sickness, illness, disease, dehydration, insufficient oxygenation, deficiency. It is the nutritional deficiency that has been perpetuated for decades now that has undermined our immunity, put us in a place and space where we have so much concern about germs and bacteria and organisms and parasites and all of that comes with eating flesh and carcasses. You can't really bring the carcass of a dead animal into your body and not have any pathogens and parasites and all of that, which is why your health departments are so concerned that that, um, people are practicing in kitchens, you know, the restaurants and whatnot. They're having to really have a code and standard and and know how to have temperature gauges and, you know, refrigeration and all of this. But the issue is, is that if you have all of this concern about the pathogens, then why serve people the carcasses of dead animals anyway? When you know that it's full of pathogens and organisms and worms and, and the fish is even more a carrier. And so we have to realize that we should be caring to walk in the fullness of ourselves. And it's very difficult to do that if your body is so busy trying to defend itself, protect itself, balance itself, cleanse itself. And then you are doing nothing but adding more work for it. 
So there's light that's available to us. There's wisdom that's available to us. But we are able to absorb it, to really walk in harmony with it when we have a true care, a true concern to be able to respond correctly and directly to what is needed in our now moment. In our empowerment as a global family, our harmonization with the laws of existence, our becoming radiant in wisdom and light so that those who are busy working to create this one world government that is lawless, that will continue to perpetuate an agenda to vaccinate and inoculate and poison babies as they're coming out of the womb, that they will continue to license and allow the cigarette and tobacco industries, the sugar industries, the alcohol industries, the meat industries to continue to function in full force as if there have not been any repercussions from them and to continue to marginalize, anesthetize, incarcerate, violate, undermine those who are their own brothers and sisters of whatever hues. We are a human family, a huge family of men and wound men who are being called to rise, called to care, called to love, called to heal, called to forgiveness, called to cleanse so that we can anchor the light of absolute and supreme intelligence, the love of absolute and supreme intelligence, the frequency and the vibration of absolute reality and divinity and sacredness, appreciation, gratitude, faith, peace, poise, potency, creativity, care, compassion, mercy in every fiber of our being so that we are able to respond to the need that there is to be the vehicles and vessels of the love of God, the light of God, the truth of God, the peace of God, the poise of God. So godliness is coming to reign and rule. And the godless ones, the ones who have taken and act as if they have become the gods of death, disease, destruction, surveillance, that these ones do not have the right to desecrate Mother Earth, Mother Nature, the animals, the birds, the ecological balances, to understand that the Earth will raise up, she will quiver, shake and quake. The waters will fall and the tsunamis, I'm just saying, is that to think that we can just institute all manners of wickedness upon the planet and then be prosperous and reap and harvest that is something other than death is delusion. Let us live 
in the perpetuation of love, light, wisdom, truth, peace, poise, power, potency, harmony, and the fulfillment of the will of existence itself for continuation in existence as these points of this absolute and supreme presence and intelligence. You're in tune to the meeting of the inner circle, and this is Adama, your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal. You're in tune to the meeting of the inner circle, and this is Adama, thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. For those of you who are tuning into the meeting of the inner circle for the very first time, I welcome you and pray that you find the inspiration to meet me here every Thursday night. And for those of you who are tuning via the World Wide Web, thank you for caring to be right here than any other place on the planet. And for those of you who are the inner circle, the ones who make sure that you're always attuned to this frequency at this appointed time, I am so grateful, so thankful, so appreciative that you care to be present with me. And I am always praying to be able to reach deeper into the depths of yourself so that you are inspired and motivated to do everything you possibly can as quickly as you possibly can to step into the fullness of who you are as this living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal point of this absolute and supreme intelligence that constitutes the whole of existence itself, that which beats our hearts and breathes us, that has the earth in flotation and rotation, the sun blazing the waters flowing, that we are all absolutely and divinely blessed as these points of its presence. The issue for us is do we care to be truly, supremely intelligent as it is? For it is the foundational reality of who and what we already are. And our care to walk in the integrity of the truth of ourselves, our care to be caring, loving, sharing, daring to be able to turn the tide and flip the script and come to that point and place where it matters to us that we are a glory into the lineages that we represent, that we are honoring our mothers and our fathers. We're loving that which beats our hearts and breathes us with our whole body, heart, mind, with all of our might. That we're in a place and space where we understand that being under a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide, it is our time to make a decision as to how we will live or whether you will die. You understand? And to realize that we are already in the realm of eternity. So if you die here, you don't know how long you'll be dead. And I'm saying that we should not be dying at all. And you all are saying that, well, Dama, there is no real death, that, you know, I can be as wicked as I want to be, as civil as I want to be. I can do everything they do and be completely out of order, and I'll live eternally anyway. And I'm saying, well, you try that, and let's see how that works for you. issue for us is how much suffering and pain and disdain and heart attacks and strokes and recovery and rehabilitation and drugs will you have to be on and because we are all seeing the impact and the effect of living in a death culture that why would we want to participate with it why would we want to succumb to it why would we want to surrender unto it why would we not want to think a greater thought and do a greater work than working ourselves to death living to exalt our right to be wrong really is that the fullness of what we really think is liberation or no, liberation is coming to that place and space where you're completely committed to the laws that govern us. Liberation is that natural 
fulfillment of loving the creator with your whole body, heart, mind, life, and soul, consciously caring to walk upright in the integrity of our own authenticity and standing on behalf of life, exalting life, and honoring the right of all beings to have the right to their lives so we won't feed off of them, we will not kill them, we will not participate in the subjugation, the domination, the violation of other ones, and then think that there's some prosperity behind it. There is no prosperity behind it. And all of that, that these ones think that they're prospering while the earth is becoming ever more polluted and the karmic debt is being exacted. And I'm the one to really remind us that a people who undermine their children are people who are destined to die. We cannot participate in this and think that everything is all right just because we got money. And then to have money and not know what to do with it, to have money and know, and not know who to invest in, to have money and not apply yourself towards realizing what the light is and being able to bring solution to the problems. But we can't just throw money at everything. I've talked to ones and ones who think that money is the answer and the solution. The issue is people have too much money if they feel as though they can drink themselves to death. I mean, spending money on alcohol, spending money on tobacco, spending money on, on marijuana, spending money on uh, all of those things that undermine your cellular functioning and leave the residues of these chemicals to saturate and concentrate and contraindicate in your brain. You understand, those ones who seem to be homeless, even though they're still in their bodies, you understand, but they're living under bridges and living on the streets and sleeping on the uh, concrete and the bus stops and this and that here in Atlanta we see it it's it's horrendous but the corporate deities of death are responsible for that in terms of the advertising in terms of trying to make it seem chic that we are drinking coca-cola and, and eating burger king and mcdonald's and having all of these other things that we are consuming that have absolutely no nutritional value but the thing is is that it's not just it doesn't give us anything it robs us it robs us. For our spirits are held in the body. The body is the temple for the dwelling of the true spirits of the living gods and goddesses. And we cannot walk in the integrity of our God and goddesshood just based on rhetoric. You understand there's so much information and knowledge now that people, you know, they'll they'll talk the talk, you understand, talk the talk, dress themselves up. But the issue is, is that we still out of order and coming to the order of light, coming into the order of love, coming into the order of consciously caring to be rightly aligned with that which allows us to be rightly aligned. You understand, to come to that space and place where we are all right with being all right. There's nothing wrong with being right. It's nothing wrong with being in a place and space where you are literally praying consistently to honor and glorify the legacy of the lineages that you represent, exalting the greatness of who you are, invoking the greatness of who we be, activating our DNA so that we are able to outthink those who have thought of a system that legislates and perpetuates sickness, illness, disease, and death as a livelihood and put us in a place where we feel like we can participate with it. And so I'm the one to really try to get us to that place and space where we have had it up to here with the foolishness. And we are ready to get into the depth of ourselves, the height of ourselves, the light of ourselves, the truth of ourselves. To understand that we are, are 
deserving and worthy to walk in honor and glory, to know it. Absolutely. To be in a place and space where we can be depended upon for it, but to feel as though you can rush towards those who don't have your best interests at heart and those who do, you run from. And so I'm encouraging you to get real about what's real in this living. Because those of us who are in maturity, we should be setting the precedent. You understand? Setting the precedent for the paradigm shift in the exaltation of absolute law, absolute love, absolute wisdom and truth. But instead, we are focusing so much on what men say and what men do and what men have created. But men did not create us. You understand? Men don't beat our hearts. Men don't breathe us. And for those who are making it their business to set a precedent as to what success is in this life. So that we pat ourselves on the back for doing what the examples of those ones tell us to do so that we can participate. So we've gotten licensed and certified and degree to be able to be the profiteers off of all of that that has come forward in sickness, illness, disease disturbance, discontent, dissatisfaction. You understand? So we're doctors, we're lawyers, we're nurses, we're psychologists, we're psychiatrists, we're judges, we're police officers. We can do everything that they do, but the issue is is that nobody's healing the folk. You understand? The system is not set up to provide the healing. You understand? Because the system is the is is the culprit. The system of things that has established itself on the bloodshed and the disenfranchisement of our Aboriginal, Indigenous, and Native families, and and the uh, natural ecological balances and and substance of the earth, which he is here to nurture us and nourish us and establish us in harmony with it. But to think that. We can continue to create more and more things for convenience and more and more things that are distraction for the purpose in our being on the planet so that we pay more attention to the the vehicles that men make and ignore the operational functioning of the vehicles that God has made. And so as there is absolute order... We're being called to order. We're being called to light. We're being called to rise. We're being called to remember the sacredness of of existence itself. We're being called to make sacred our lives, to dwell in the sanctity and the divinity of existence itself. We're being called to give attention to that which beats our hearts and breathes us. Just like we give attention to our phones, we should be giving more attention to that which beats our hearts and breathes us. The device is divisive and where we are paying more attention to ones and ones and what they're bringing forward and what they put forward and whatnot but we're not paying attention to the people who are around us we're not paying attention to those who love us or say they love us now you're loving being distracted more than you're actually loving a human spirit we're in a now moment that is calling us to care care to be in a place and space where we are raising completely up 
And that raising completely up means that we're willing to do the inner work, the clearing, the cleansing, the consecration of our body temple so that the true spirits of the living goddesses and gods are being completely re-enthroned in our temples and our cells are being charged with the consciousness of immortality so that they are consistently regenerating, regenerating, rejuvenating, rejuvenating, revitalizing, revitalizing, revivifying, revivifying so that we are standing as a resurrected people. And many people think that, you know, eating well, eating that which is consistent with our DNA and our genealogy and the design of our bodies is not fun. It can be much fun, much flavorful, exciting. Have your taste buds tantalized and jumping for joy. There is nothing wrong with Eating that which literally charges your cells with life force, life currency. And to realize that the the better we're consuming, the better we're eating, the more our body is cleansing and the more we have to apply ourselves towards opening up the channels of elimination so that the toxins that are being loosened up can get out. And so in this now moment, our day is now. Our time is now. It's always an eternal now moment. And to be in a place where we care, to meet the challenges of our, of our now moment, to hold ourselves firm in the quality of thought that allows us to activate a full faith and a full trust. In taking responsibility for caring to have an understanding and an understanding as to how to create and to know that self-knowledge and creator knowledge and creation knowledge are the trinity for becoming liberated beings. It's not about struggling. It's about surrendering, submitting, and exalting a full effort and a full life's urge. It's about self-correcting, releasing and letting go of the resentments, the anger, the frustration of the violations, the trespasses, and all of those things that many of us have experienced that left us scarred, battered, beaten, and now to accept that we have to heal it. And healing in knowing that everybody has been adversely affected by the programs that are running. To have us in a place where we are not socially cultivated, nurtured, nourished, reinforced, educated, spiritually trained. To know what the purpose in existence is and to be fulfilling purpose in existence in self-mastery. The mastery of our thoughts, our minds, our emotions, our habits, our desires, our lust, our passions. And to have it all focused in the truth that allows us to triumph over the lies, the distortion, the dysfunction, the degradation, the 
put us in a place where we are ensuring the progression of our lineages and not participating in their degeneration. And as we consciously care to do the inner work, then we come to have an understanding harmoniously with our purpose in being. And we are confident and knowing that living and loving our being and doing that which allows us to literally liberate ourselves at the cellular level puts us in a place where we will know a much, much greater prosperity than just working jobs for money. Because the prosperity is is in our our richness and our wealth. The prosperity comes in the edification and the enhancement and the and the uh, exaltation of the greatness of ourselves. It's just so much money a person needs if they have no light and they have no wisdom and they have no care to do anything. You understand? To make a difference. To be the difference. To set. You understand? So a lot of the ones who, who get money, what do they do? They continue to support people going to college when the colleges have already failed the people. You understand? The colleges are not applying themselves towards the true self-unfoldment, self-development, and uh, self-realization and self-actualization of, of those students. You understand, we are being trained to follow people's theories and opinions, and after coming out of school, we don't know ourselves. We don't know the truth. We don't know how to get into the light of, of, of the truth. And then most people, when they get ready to graduate, they realize how much they don't know because they spent so much time partying. You, you understand? Drinking and getting high and doing all the things that we didn't do <laughs> in high school. Or some people just did more of what they did in high school. But the issue is, is that we are ill-prepared to become mothers and fathers. We're ill-prepared for marriages. We don't know how to really love and to cultivate loving, lasting relationships that are a glory to the lineages that we represent. And that's part of the effect of being under a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide because the methodology is through divisiveness, divide and conquer. The individual should be indivisible. There is should be a whole a wholeness, you understand, a wholeness with us so that as we are individually man the progenitor of lineages and wound man the perpetuator of lineages whole within ourselves loving the creator with our whole body heart mind life and soul consciously rejoicing in the blessedness of being and doing that which is necessary to get over the violations the trespasses the degradation the anger the resentments and whatnot and knowing how to really take some time with ourselves before we indulge ourselves into all of this other stuff before we even know who we really are and so it's better, you know, to see generation coming forward. They're, they're taking their time to have babies. They're not rushing into it. Other ones have rushed into it, you know, because without it being a, a real conscious choice, but they didn't, they were not properly prepared. They were not properly nourished. A lot of the young sisters who are having or, or conceiving children are not able to carry their children full term because they have been fed so much deficiency. And so we have to come to a place where we're taking responsibility, those of us who are maturing ones, those of us who are moving into our eldership, we should be really setting a new dynamic and precedent for our generations, for all generations. We cannot 
continue to get up in the morning to feed them breakfast cereals and oatmeal and all kinds of things that come out of boxes and microwave them and all of this and then think that you're not creating leukemia and cancer and heart disease and all of this within these children. And if you see your child is listless and lethargic, you understand two-year-olds and three-year-olds, they should be bouncing off the walls without it being something that, that is drug-induced because of the sugar. You understand? Just natural activity, natural curiosity. You understand? Just natural energy flow. But what we get is because of the sugar, because of the additives, because of the artificial colors and flavors and all of these things, and what we get are the temper tantrums. What we get is the madness. What we get is the breaking things and, and being violent. What we get is children not being able to focus at all, not being able to do what they're asked to do, do what they're told to do, don't know how to be helpful. You understand? And they end up being a pain, a pain that makes you inflict pain upon them. And so then it comes down to beating the hell out of them without you realizing that you were putting the hell in them by dealing with all this hellacious stuff that comes off the shelves. We have to come to a place and space where we value ourselves. We value our children. We value the opportunity to be the bridge between those that we've come through, those through whom we've come, and those who have come through us and those who've yet to come. And for whatever else we do in the world, you understand, our lineages are the lasting impact and effect that we have. Unless you really come to that place and space where you are truly thinking and truly loving and truly caring to be a pure vehicle and vessel of absolute love, light, wisdom, truth, peace, poise, power, potency, creativity, ingenuity. You understand, and you were able to apply yourself towards gifting the world with your brilliance. And so we have that opportunity now, wherever we are, to be the difference, to make the difference, to exemplify the difference, that people can see the difference in you because you are taking responsibility to make the quality of commitments to become uh, enhanced and to be resubstantiated in the personal presence and the quality of your being directly because that is the work. The system of things puts us in a place where we think it's just about working and being a cog in a wheel, you understand, and just doing the same jobs over and over again, you understand, and other ones get into positions in social services and whatnot where they decide that they have the right to deny people what they need as opposed to making sure that people have what they require. But what they really require is the light of themselves. The whole educational system has to be revamped. You understand? And now that they're requiring you to poison your children in order to participate, say, yay, I'm not sending my child to your schools. <laughs> Why? Because we've seen what you do to children. You don't have the, anybody's best interest at heart. And those of us who are in the school system, and then we are not consciously caring to exemplify that which is light, wisdom, truth, peace, poise, power, and potency to be able to create the shift. And then you have to come out and deal with yourself and create something better. But a system that dumbs its children down, you understand when I was in school, they said outrightly that the average person only uses 10% of their total brain capacity. Right, and I'm saying, okay, then why are you all so so uh, committed to dumbing down the 10% that we have access to? You understand? But then you want to be respected as intelligent people. 
And so I'm just saying is that, no, we have this opportunity to stand forward, to realize that we live in our thoughts. You understand you live in your body, but you also live in your mind and your thoughts. And what are you thinking? And regardless of what they say, regardless of what your tests say, regardless of, of what the doctor and them say, regardless, what is it that you're saying? What is it that you're thinking? What is it that you're feeling? What is it that you're living for? Because you are the only one who can really make that determination and decide. And once you've decided that you will live to glorify and honor that which beats your heart and breathes you, nothing and no one can take that from you. And there's really nothing else that we can apply ourselves to that is going to give us the fullness of ourselves. And being completely committed wholeheartedly towards honoring the divine design of our beings. And consciously caring to master the thoughts that we have. Consciously caring to think the thoughts, the quality of thoughts that allow us to truly be really very, very uh, grateful for the capacity that we have as these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence and to always be in a place where we're grateful, we're thankful, we're appreciative. Why? Because if we don't like what we've created, we can always recreate. You understand? You change your thought, you change your life. You change your diet, you clean your blood. You understand? You're able to step off the path of adulteration altogether, to step off the path of death, step into and onto the path of conscious eternal life and conscious immortality. Where your cells will consistently regenerate and rejuvenate and whatnot. And when it comes time to leave, you left. You didn't succumb. You weren't smothered in all that mucus and all of that stuff that's going on in your system. We have the opportunity to be completely cleared, cleansed, purified, renewed, rebirthed, regenerated, rejuvenated, revitalized, revivified, made whole, and resurrected. What do you want? What are you living for? What truly matters? Because if you just are excited about being able to Play ball, play with balls, (laughs) balls, butts, and breasts. You will miss yourself, I guarantee it. (laughs) We just want to have play dates, playmates. And I'm saying... We're these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. We have been under siege for generations. We're under a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide. We need to get busy recommitting our lives to being completely cleared, cleansed, purified, renewed, rebirthed, regenerated, rejuvenated, revitalized, and revivified so that we stand as a resurrected people. That is the real work. And it's not difficult. But you will never be doing. You'll never be able to do it if you don't care. And chances are you'll never do it if you don't align yourself with other ones who can support you in doing it. And so being true to the truth of self allows us to rejoice consistently, regardless of what the situations and circumstances are, regardless of what it looks like, what it seems like, 
you are and we are always aware that we are dwelling in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence as points of its absolute and supreme intelligence. And we're absolutely blessed with each beat of our heart and every breath that we take. And as we're seeing ourselves victorious and triumphant over the circumstances and situations, as we're claiming our victories over situations and circumstances and conditions, then we have the opportunity to be whole, to be healed, to be vivid, in our own self-expression as these points of the presence of the absolute. You're in tune to the meeting of the inner circle, and this is Adama, your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal.